Mike Evans moving up, DeAndre Swift moving down. We'll talk about some ADP risers and fallers. Welcome to Fantasy Football Today in 5, getting you caught up on the fantasy news and advice you need to know in five minutes or less. Adam Azer and Chris Towers, we'd really appreciate it if you left us a nice review in Apple Podcast, And just tell your friends, tell your friends about our show uh, so, we can, so we can continue to grow. So one thing that stands out with the risers, Chris, it's Mike Evans. He's up 10 spots. I don't really know why he's up to 48th overall. I don't know why he was much lower than that to begin with. But 48th overall, but, you know, just a big riser. Why? Yeah, when you mentioned 48 overall on the on the full podcast, my initial reaction was like, oh, that seems fine. But he's actually wide receiver 16, uh, which is a little high for me. And, you know, one thing that I think is worth looking at is all the games that Evans, Chris Godwin, and Antonio Brown played together, they were amazing. They combined for 20, 27 touchdowns, um, a, a total 8.3% touch, touchdown rate, which is really, really high. And Evans was on pace for 1140 yards, 10 touchdowns, and 70 catches in those games together, which would have been wide receiver 20. That's right around where I have him ranked. Um, so I just I I think it's a little high. I wouldn't. There, there's not really any reason to push him up. That's actionable right now. It's not like right. Chris Godwin's hurt or Antonio Brown is hurt. So I I think it's probably like Jamie said on the full pod you get to a certain point in the draft, you start seeing like red crosses next to people's names. You start panicking and you end up falling back to Mike Evans. I think a fifth round pick is fine for him, but I I don't see any reason for him to be moving up. And who else was moving up that you wanted to discuss here? I know we'll talk about DeAndre Swift and Jamar Chase as fallers. Is there another riser that caught your eye? Yeah, Damian Harris is moving up uh, 10 spots to 82nd overall, and I think with the Sony Michelle trade, that makes sense. I'm going to be honest, though. My expectation for his role hasn't really changed um, after the trade. Maybe it should have. Maybe he's going to get a bigger role, but historically in the uh, Bill Belichick offense, one running back never gets too much work. I think there have been a few notable exceptions, but I'm not sure a guy like Damian Harris, who has really struggled to stay healthy, throughout his uh, couple of years in the NFL. I'm not sure he's the guy I want to bet on, you know, being a consistent 15 carry per game, 250 carries at the end of the season kind of guy. Um, So combine that with no passing game role, combine that with either Cam Newton taking up a lot of goal line production like we saw last season, or Mac Jones being the quarterback, which seems increasingly likely, and the offense as a whole, and especially the running game, just being a little less efficient. Um, I 82nd overall is fine. I've got him as RB 37. That's probably the right range. I'm not moving him up from here, from there though. He's going after Raheem Mostert. Would you rather have Mostert or Damian Harris? I'd rather have Mostert. I feel more confident in that offense's ability to produce, uh, fantasy points. Let's go to Deandre Swift. Getting close to round four now. 33rd overall, DeAndre Swift moving down. He is injured. He's not even certain for week one at this point. When would you take DeAndre Swift? I mean, we actually have gotten some good news in recent days. I know there have been some, you know, kind of scary quotes, but like he's increased his work in practice over the last few days. I still expect him to be ready for week one, though obviously that's not guaranteed. The injury concern is obviously going to be there. It's harder to, to... have faith in someone staying healthy when they're currently not. Um, But this range seems fine for him. He's a really high upside player who could have 
you know, an Austin Eckler type of impact in this offense, but there's no guarantee that he's going to have that role. There's no guarantee this offense will be efficient enough for him to be great and the injury concern. So I think this is, you know, a nice uh, kind of cutting the baby in half kind of value for him. Great image there. And Jamar Chase <laughs> moving down to 70th, I believe, overall for Jamar Chase. A lot of negativity right now surrounding Jamar Chase, but, you know, at what point does he become a steal? I, I think 70th overall is pretty close because all of these concerns that we have, you know, the drops, the the talk about him potentially taking on a smaller role to start the season. Like, this is a guy who hasn't played a competitive down of football before last week since January of 2020. So it shouldn't be a surprise that there's some rust to shake off. The, the way you have to approach Jamar Chase is the way you have to approach most rookie wide receivers. It might take them a little while to get going, but as long as you're patient, he should pay off in a big way. I did move him down recently. I moved him behind T. Higgins in my rankings, but that was a drop from 23rd to 25th. So it's not like he's tumbling down for me. That, that's a wide receiver. So I still love the idea of getting Jamar Chase. If he's my third wide receiver to start the season, I'm doing the same dance that Adam was yeah. doing on this whole podcast. It was, a, it was a raise the roof kind of dance. There was more. Yeah. Try to get the hips involved. You can't see, but they don't lie. That's Chris Sowers. I'm Adam Azer. This is Fantasy Football Today in 5. We've got a couple of player profiles coming out this weekend here on FFT in 5. Thank you so much for watching and listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow.